Welcome to Living a Maintenance Life. I'm the host and creator, Carlos Damien, a.k.a. Los AF Jefe. This podcast is about our Shogun Warriors. It's about their stories, their perspectives, and insight into their lives. My hopes for this podcast is to have conversations with different maintenance pros from across our group in order to learn each other better. Over my career, I've served as a maintenance pro, MTI, and first sergeant. I've met amazing people from across the globe, but right here and now, I get the privilege to serve with 2,400 maintenance professionals. Here are some of our conversations. Yeah, I'm uh, Mass Sergeant Derek Brooke. Thanks for having me on, Chief. I am the 18th maintenance group uh, CPI program lead. Uh, we don't just dabble in CPI. We also touch on theory constraints, which we've been hitting pretty pretty heavy lately, and uh, getting that implementation, working on sustainment across the group with uh, theory constraints. Were you always into this even as a kid? Do you Are you a continuous process improvement theory constraints? Like this is how you, you get after stuff? No, I wouldn't say necessarily as a kid, but I do remember always being fascinated by, I guess, innovation and being able to do things better. Uh, I always think back to, because uh, I'm old enough to where the McFlurry was not a thing until I was, I don't know, maybe 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there. And the fact that they used the spoon that you used to eat it to mix it, I was like, that's genius. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing <laughs> at a very young age. <laughs> so, um, But... No, and then I think just being a maintainer, we're always complaining. Uh, we're always finding things to be frustrating, especially working on older aircraft. I was originally a C-130 crew chief, and the way their leading edges uh, attach to the aircraft with uh, hinge pins, is it makes it extremely difficult to remove them and install them. And so we're just always being frustrated, always wanting to find better ways to do things. And then... Uh, once I, once I got up to the level of being a tech sergeant and starting to really lead airmen, wanting to just take care of them as much as I could, wanting to make sure that I did, my job was to get them through their day as smoothly as possible and, uh, take care of them as much as I could, because if I take care of them, they take care of the mission. That's what I've always believed. So that's just kind of how I fell into it. So you've been like we have a team out here right now that you're working with. Yes. But you got into this prior to coming to this base because you've only been here for how long? I got here in October, Chief. So you've been here since October, but there's the team that come just came out here right now. What'd you do prior to coming here? Yeah. So when I was uh, my my base previous to this was Fairchild Air Force Base in Spokane, Washington, and I was a uh, I was a dock controller there or a dock chief for the KC-135 ISO. And we were historically, not historically, we were pretty bad under my helm. Uh, and I hand up, right? I, I was focusing too much maybe on taking care of the airmen. And I uh, I always fought back against leadership saying, hey, I don't need to give you a flow. You don't need to know when we're doing what. I got my guys and gals out here. They're the subject matter experts. And they're, they're, they're going to take care of the, the job. And uh, we made a lot of just small changes here and there on a whim, uh, randomly just based off of people's suggestions. And uh, we ended up, you know, kind of hurting ourselves more than we were helping ourselves. So we finally did a CPI event that I was just part of. I was the lead for the ISO doc during the event. And 
we shaved some days off of it, but the uh, Gold Rat Consulting, who are the like leaders in the industry for Theory of Constraints implementation, Dr. Ellie Goldrat developed Theory of Constraints back in 1984 uh, and came out with the book, The Goal, which is the kind of like, that's the flagship for Theory of Constraints. Um, their consulting company uh, firm, whatever you want to call it, was uh, contracted by half to come out to Fairchild. We were the first test bed. And so I sat in a room uh, again as the ISO uh, lead and learned theory constraints. And one of the first things that we talked about was when to know not to work. Like when do we know when we should not be producing um, and kind of that slower is faster mentality. That goes against everything that most maintainers think. And I just, in the moment, I thought back to like every expediter or pro super just pinging hard on the flight line. And I pictured there just like the chaos that this would cause for them. And to me, I was like, oh, this this sounds like fun. I'm okay. My head just exploded. uh, Yeah, Yeah. I'm hooked (laughs) when not to produce, right? Uh, and so I was, I was kind of sold at that point. And, uh, we, uh, myself and some really smart folks that I worked with, uh, took that six, seven weeks to dive into the weeds. And we ended up shaving, uh, down 76% of the flow time for the isochronal inspection at, at Fairchild and built the sustainment piece into where to this day, they're still doing it. So for about two years, they've been doing the TOC method. Or using a theory constraints mindset, I should say, because it's not uh, a method. It's more of a mindset, how you look at your organizations. But they, uh, they're they still doing it. And with sus- uh, that sustainment piece, you know, 9-10 day uh, aircraft inspections. So, Is this something you want to do when you get out to? Yeah, absolutely. A, it's what I love doing. B, I'm just, you know, stacking uh, my resume, I'm trying to get as much experience as I can. So when I get out, I can keep doing this stuff and I'm much better at it than I am now. Yeah, you're I, pretty I, passionate about it too. I love it. Yeah, absolutely love it, Chief. So what is the biggest success that you've seen so far with uh, all theory constraints, continuous process improvement, things that help the Air Force get better? What is your, What do you think the biggest success story is so far? Well, just from my experience, uh, and it's it's that ISO, that uh, isochronal inspection piece for the KC-135 back at Fairchild. Uh, just a background, we were doing about 52 calendar days on average, and we were trying to get to a goal of 16 working days to get the aircraft uh, through its inspection. So from pre-checks to the work cards to the fixed phase, ops checks, back lines, and into fuel cell, fly it up in the air. And we never hit 16 days. More likely, we were hitting 20 days. And uh, and we just, I don't know, we were just treading water, trying to keep our heads above water. And then once we started doing all this stuff, that's when we were able to uh, change up the structure of how things worked. We just gave more fidelity to the maintainers out there and learned how to be project managers. I think that's the biggest thing Uh I'll get into real quick before I go back, but uh, is like the the Air Force, we put people in expediter positions and pro super positions and there's school for being a pro super. But realistically, you're no longer a maintainer at that point. You're a project manager and being a project manager takes significant uh, education on that side of the house. I mean, if you want to get your PMP through Air Force cool, that's great. Uh, it's a t- pretty tough test, right? So 
Um, I think that's something that I realized through that experience. But we were able to to implement that TOC mindset. And once we got really good at it, uh, we were doing our inspections in 9, 10, if it went bad, 12 days. Which, you know, going from 20 down to 9 and 10 more consistently was, uh, I thought, pretty impressive. And uh, it really, we didn't do it with any other hard work from any, we are not asking anybody to work harder. Nobody was rushing through what they were doing. That same amount of safety and quality was there in the inspection. It's just a matter of how we did it. It's just the, the flow design and the, how we looked at the process. You know, you said it just a second ago, as I sit there and think about, you know, when not to produce, how to produce differently coming up from the flight line background, you just, it's just go, 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 go all day long. You want to get after stuff. Um, you want to get the mission done. You want to, I think you're always leaning forward and always trying to get stuff done, but there's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but a lot of times we treat it as, you know, as a sprint. What are some of the challenges that you face being our, the group, uh, TPI professional, the theory constraints professional, what is, what is the biggest headache that you, that you think you face? Uh, egos, uh, you know, we got a lot of alphas out there and that's great because w- we will never let the mission fail. It doesn't matter how it's got to get done. It's going to get done. And that's one of the things I love about being a maintainer. But, you know, when we're trying to just share some concepts with some folks and, and, and help, uh, smooth out flow in our organizations across the group. I, we run into a lot of, you know, hey, that's how I already do. Th- I do it like that. I, you know, I I do this. You know, and it's like, yeah, good pro supers and good expeditors do this stuff, and that's fantastic. Can we get everybody to do it that way? Because when you leave your shift at the end of the day, and the next cat comes on, if they're messing stuff up, if they're fighting fires when they don't need to be. You know, if they're working the people uh, or spreading their people thin, it's just going to we're going to just go back to treading water, trying to keep our heads above water. What we're trying to do is, you know, as Colonel Ray says, is is everybody going the same direction, right? Yeah, that's exactly the exact same platform. Everybody's trying right. to get there and one commonality on yes. how to get that. All your pro supers, all of your maintenance managers, every leader in the organization, every tech sergeant, every staff sergeant speaking the same language. Yeah. And I mean, I, I always think about that when, when he says that. And I, I think tend to think in, I guess, analogies. I don't know. I'm a maintainer, so I'm not, I'm not formally educated, but I believe the term is analogy. Uh, but I always think like, look, we're in the maintenance group. We got F-15s, we got E-3s, KC-135s, HH-60s. There's some saw cats out there with their C-130s and all that. There's a lot of different aircraft. So we're all in different vehicles, right? And we're all going to the same destination uh, and we're going to get there. But how can we get there? We need to be on the same highway, the same freeway traveling in the same direction. Nobody's taking, you know, the the off ramp to go grab some in and out on the way over there or whatever. It's just everybody's <laughs> traveling in the same direction. Um, so we're going to all do it a little bit differently, but we can look at the way we do it the same way using a theory of constraints mindset. So this theory of constraints hasn't even been or. Let me rephrase that. Theory constraints here locally in your office, I get a lot of I, I I get a lot from the wing office because we're out there as a maintenance group just making things happen. We're in everything right now. We're in CE, we're mm-hmm. in medical group, we're in FSS. You are actually working 
you know, because we think about it from an engineering standpoint. We think about metal, iron, aircraft, but it's more than that. So elaborate on some of the things that you're doing outside the organization and inside our organization that's like administrative driven. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you asked me that question because I'm I'm got a little giddy on Friday because I reached out to my med group folks over there in Bombsy. Shout out to them, uh, but I don't know if they're going to listen to this. I'll share it with them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they so they they uh, their group commander reached out to Colonel Ray and asked me if I could come over there and share some theory constraints concepts with them, and I stood up a two day course for them where we do academics on day one and then day two, we're doing diving into the weeds, looking at solutions and how we can implement the concepts. And they came up with a great plan to tackle their PHA reviews because they've for over four years now always had a backlog of PHAs, hundreds of PHAs they're behind on. So again, it's that same feeling of they're just trying to keep their heads above water uh, and they're not able to, you know, effectively, you know, get out. So, we went over there uh, with them, did all the interviews, collected all the data, and then uh, they came up with the solutions after the academics. And on average, they were doing about anywhere from 85 to 115 PHA reviews a week. And last week, they did 285 uh, with a goal of being completely out of their backlog for the first time in over four years by 14 July. Uh, and they're well on their way to that. So I was super impressed with them. Uh, and you know, just excited to see where they go from there. Um, that's one of the things I've been doing. I'm also going to be meeting up with our COVID testing line folks uh, about their their process and how all that looks. So doing a lot of work in the med group right now. And then just my job right now is sustainment, education and sustainment. We're working with Gold Rat, like you said before, as well over in the 909th. So with the KC-135 folks over there trying to get them uh, – smooth out all their processes, generate some more, some more air power out there. But uh, I'm also working across the group and across the wing, like you said, just trying to share as many with as many folks, the TOC concepts and the mindset and, and how that differs from CPI and why they're not the same and all, all, all sorts of stuff we talk about. In last season, I interviewed the boss. And one of the things I really wanted to touch on, I even made a note uh, to ask it during the interview but from the group perspective, from my perspective, uh, uh, from our civilian deputy to our deputy group commander to our uh, 18th maintenance group commander, Colonel Ray, uh, previously and now Colonel Goodman, the, the theory constraints, the theory, uh, theory constraints mindset, the continue, continuous process improvement mindset, the mindset to better, to be better maintainers and more efficient is the end state to give you time back, to maximize your time so we're not doing things over and over again. How do you get that across to, uh, to your classes when you're teaching? Yeah, so it goes back to that piece um, that I talked about before is if you, know, if you take care of the maintainers, they take care of the mission. And I truly believe that um, as well is when we are talking about, hey, these folks, the alphas in the room, which, you know, I love them, right? I, I, I think of myself as one as well, but, you know, I know you know how to do that. I know. But can we get everybody doing that? Like I said, because, yeah, we're never going to let the mission fail. And sometimes that means working weekend duties. Sometimes that means working 12-hour shifts. But can you do it without working 12-hour shifts? Can you do it without working weekend duties? And then we show them by using the concepts. This is where 
I now am not wasting people's time. I now am able to give folks back their time and giving them the ability to go participate in programs like Airmen for Life and being able to go, you know, maybe take a day to go be with your family, enjoy the island. I mean, we're in Okinawa. This place is incredible. And uh, none of the time here should be taken for granted. And so that's the biggest thing. Uh, that is one of the big things that we get a, try to get across in our in our classrooms is that, hey, this is this is always going to be about the airmen. It's always going to be about how do we make when they come to work, they can show up, do their job and leave when we tell them they're going to leave and maybe get a little bit of extra time back to go be with their families, to go be with their friends and to enjoy life here on the island. What is one thing that if you can tackle just this one thing, something tangible that you can just knock out, what would it be? I would say, and I don't even know if it's something I need to tackle, but one of the things that always I hear a lot from our, our leaders out there uh, and, and I hear a lot uh, from the airmen is the way we just the way we manage three levels. Uh, so when three levels come into the maintenance group, they either go to the flight line, they could go to AR, they could go to the ISO dock or the phase dock. Um, and I have always thought it's just best to put them on the flight line. Um, as a three level, I can marshal soon, sooner than I can inspect an aircraft in an ISO dock, sooner than I could rig an aircraft in the AR shop. Um, and I, I think getting them spun up on their actual primary duties as crew chiefs first, and then when they become five levels, splitting them off to those more specialized crew chief type uh, billets would be the biggest thing for me because – uh, truthfully, if, you know, it all, if stuff stops pop, starts popping off tomorrow, I'm not asking crew chiefs to, to do ISOs. I'm not asking AR to rig flight controls. We're going to be generating air power and getting, you know, jets off the Island. Uh, and so I think those are important things that when I go and talk to ISO maintainers and AR maintainers, they don't really have any experience doing it. Yeah, they're fantastic maintainers and they're they're specialized in what they do. But, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, we need them to be able to do just those basic things. So we have a big group. I mean, we are an absolute gigantic group with twenty four hundred human beings and six squadrons. How does this how does theory of constraints and how does CPI? Because you just, you know, when we talk about maintenance, I don't like being especially as a group chief, I don't like to have everything in a, you know, in a tight little box. I mean, we have CPI or we have a, a commander support staff professionals. We have our plans and scheduling sitting in our, in, in our building, analytics professionals. We have our MUNS professionals. How does theory constraints and continuous process improvement and building efficiency, how does it work in these organizations and what are you tackling? Yeah. So that's a great point is, uh, all these other, uh, areas, you know, especially like our analysis folks, they help us collect data and we can look at what data are they collecting? You know, what metrics are we looking at? Because metrics, they, they change behaviors and, uh, they drive behavior, behavioral changes, I should say. And so if we're looking at the wrong metrics, then we're behaving in the wrong way. And so it's very important, especially when we do talk about theory constraints and we talk about keeping your work in process to a, a low amount or to the proper amount and not getting too high with your with your whip or your work in process. Uh, we need metrics that we can look at that make sure that we're hammering home that behavior. And so that's one of the things we're working on right now with analysis. Um, we're also working with mock to see what um, fly data they're tracking um, how we can use them with POL to get better response times from POL because that's another, um, 
you know, issue that we, we see across the maintenance group is that, that response time from our folks over there and, um, working with them, uh, you know, and just, that's the great thing about like theory constraints is when we go through and we're looking at the 909th and we're looking at what maintainers do, but as you go through, you see these other support agencies for those maintainers that where we go, okay, well, maybe we need to do a CPI event with their CTK. Maybe we need to go over and talk to mock. Maybe we need to go talk to plans and scheduling about how we're scheduling our aircraft. What time are we scheduling the aircraft at? Like, how does all that stuff work? Um, a good example for the 909th or for their ISO doc is we're actually doing a, a, uh, full on pre-doc later on today, which that pre-doc was a, little bit more informal in the past, but uh, today we're going to do the first one where we have EMS Pro Supers there, CMS Pro Supers there. Everybody involved is going to be there, which is something they're not used to, but it gives us a level of fidelity that allows us to be more deliberate and focused in our actions when we start a big inspection like that. With so many moving pieces uh, that come from all over the group, you need to have that that level of planning. And so those are those are just a few of the things we're working on and how we're using TOC and CPI across uh, those those other supporting agencies through the maintenance group. One of the things that I've seen you do out there is, you know, you talk about some things inside the maintenance complex that we can, some of them we can control because we're a maintenance group, we're a, we're a maintenance organization. But you've talked about reaching out to the mission support group uh, and the uh, the logistics squadron over there and their, um, their POL folks, but you've also reached out to the operators and the operators are helping out too, because I, I was golfing this weekend with the, um, uh, the ops group commander and it was a top, topic of conversation of things that we're doing out there and how they, how are they tying into some of our, because we are a support agency to the operators. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what we do. How do you see them kind of, uh, jumping on board? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll uh, shout out Vinny Montero, our, one of our Gold Rat uh, consultants out here. He's been leading the charge with uh, getting out there and talking to our operators, our, our pilots, and, um, and air crew throughout this. Because anytime you work in CPI or theory constraints, uh, any facilitator knows you got to meet the voice of the customer. And our customers are the ops group. So we're out there talking to them, and they've, um, we've had several meetings with them. They have great ideas on how we can utilize the aircraft to meet the mission, um, how we can change things up a little bit in order to meet the demand from PACAF. Uh, I know our, our KC-135s are in high demand out here in the AOR, and uh, they, they again, right, their maintainers are over there, what we call the vicious cycle. They're just going round and round. Uh, I'll use it again, keeping their heads above water, uh, fighting fires, you know, spreading people thin, all that stuff, and... Um, they need all the help that they can get. And so that includes talking to the operators and getting their side of the story. Like, what is your vision of how this looks? And then uh, we've just gotten great feedback from them on there. Uh, so I don't want to talk too much to that piece because we haven't solidified anything. And that's one of the things uh, I don't do is I'm not going to go out and make any promises that we we can't keep. Uh, so once things are 100% guaranteed, then we'll, we'll bring it up. But as of right now, we're uh, still in the works with that stuff. So... One of the books we're reading right now is Daring Greatly. It's a little bit of more, um, more so, I think, psychology-based. But w- what you're doing out here and what we're trying to do as a group, as, um, as a team, is move this thing forward. And failure is part of it. 
You know, sometimes, sometimes it does not work. Where do you see, where, where have you seen, um, some, some successes and where have you seen some failures? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, successes so far, we've had some success working again with the ISO at here at, at Kadena. Now, um, that's one of the reasons I was brought on what to work like hand in hand with gold, right? Is, is my, uh, my expertise with the KC-135 ISO process, as well as my experience with, with theory constraints. But here already, just a couple of small implementations, we moved all of their maintainers, took, uh, them off of mid shift and put all of them on day shift to resource pool and man load certain aspects of the ISO. And we've, we've seen time back on that so far. Um, we've been working with our, our uh, CCI folks to get them to work with the ISO team. That way we're not separating both those processes because that causes our um, days between flights uh, to extend quite a bit. So working on that, and those are some pretty solid successes so far, but uh, I'll go back to Fairchild. You know, we had good implementation solutions uh, for the flight line out there. And that's a big flight line, 63 KC-135. So I started my career, yeah. <laughs> two, uh, two AMUs, lots of alphas out there. Lots of alphas. Lots of alphas. Um, and so, you know, they they just kind of, it seemed like they wanted to just play it out. This is another hot buzzword the Air Force is doing. Theory of constraints isn't going to last long. We're just going to ride this out. And really what we were doing was we were asking them to, to pull their resources. So instead of having blue crew chiefs and green AMU crew chiefs, let them all help each other out. You know, uh, they can, a crew chief is a crew chief. It doesn't matter the color of the tail for the KC-135. They all know the same stuff. Same with the the specialists. And that's what we were asking them to do. And we just never got that buy-in. And so that ended up being uh, not the best, you know, uh, implementation, but they're still working on it out there. Uh, they, right. They have failed. Right. But that's the great thing about failing is you get to get up and do it again and you get to make some changes and try that again. And that's something we also hit on. We always tell people when you leave this, when you leave the ed center after you've done TOC academics and when you come up with a plan, it's not going to go right the first time. Uh, it's probably not going to go right the first three or four times, but you just got to keep looking at why it's not addressing that and keep moving forward. It's okay to fail. It's it's perfectly fine. Uh, and you're going to learn from it and you just got to make those changes and eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. What do you want this maintenance group? What do you want us to know about what you're doing? My biggest thing is I just want our folks to understand that the entire reason I'm in the position I'm in and what I'm doing is because I've, I'm passionate about it. Um, I know it works. I know it works. Uh, and, and it's going to take some risks, you know, for some people, they're going to have to do, uh, some mental gymnastics maybe to, to understand what we're, <laughs> what's going on. And we're going to have to, you know, but I'm here, right? Like, when you leave that classroom at the Ed Center or wherever we're doing some training at, that's not going to be the last time you see me. It's not going to be the last time you hear from me. Um, I think if you're willing to buy in and you're willing to get in the car and drive towards the same direction, um, I'm going to be there for you. I'm your navigator, right? I'm your GPS. Uh, uh, and just let me let me help you along the way. Let, let my team help all y'all along the way. And I think you'll see in a year from now this maintenance group uh, will be a well-oiled machine. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you being on the show today, talking about something you're passionate about. I get to hear it across the hallway. So I appreciate what you're doing out there for us. 
Teammates, again, thank you for listening. If you or anybody you know wants to be a part of the show, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Los AF Jefe. Be happy to have you on the show. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored by the Department of Defense or the United States Air Force. Though we may use name, ranks, and duty titles, this podcast is strictly opinion-based by the member and myself. Cleared off headsets, Los AF Jefe, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.